Welcome to the real T with double D. Welcome to the real T with double D. Yeah. Grab your tea and take a seat, cause we got something to say. We bring you that news when it happens, same day. All of it be accurate, cause we give it to them straight. And the real tea with double D don't spread nothing fake. Wanna hear news about politics? Then go on here, subscribe. Like the channel 12, we bring it to them live. We updates by Trump trial and how he facing time. We gon' let you know the real about the news and crimes. Speak on all topics and we make it interesting. Post them on the channel, now they wanna call us messy. When celeb news exposed, we be on it in a second. Black and red while I'm black, we accurate, not guessing. Welcome to the real T with double D. Welcome to the real T with double D. Welcome to the real T with double D. Hey players, welcome to the brand new episode of the Real Tea with Double D. Of course, I'm your girl Double D, and we are live on TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm so excited to be with you all tonight to re record a brand new episode. Listen, it's been a day, ain't it? Child, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it a stack, which I had to pull out my Beetlejuice cup. I said I really need to pull. <laughs> Lucky for me, my husband at work, so I don't have to get fondled because I'm in the presence of Beetlejuice. <laughs> well, not so lucky for me because I wouldn't mind being anyway, y'all. That that that's just too much. That's too much. Don't don't do too much, Double D. We don't need to even envision you that way, okay? But if you know Double D, Double D gets it in. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat, honey, because I have a jam-packed show. So excited to see each and every single one of you guys tonight so we can spill the tea together. Thank y'all out there in YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok world for riding and flying with your girl every single week. And you out there in podcasting world, thank you so much for downloading. I really appreciate you guys. It has been a heck of a week, a heck of a day. And, and um, I see some of my regulars in the building, Andrea, so excited to see you tonight. I know I saw Sandra here over on the Tickety Talk, so I'm so excited to see each and every one of you uh, ones. I don't know if JJ Suave is in here, but, uh, I, and Murtis and all of you guys, uh, I haven't seen very many comments as of yet, but I really appreciate y'all for coming on over because y'all know you girl is sporadic as hell, but hey, I'm here. And that's what's important. So y'all go ahead and grab y'all tea, have a seat, honey, because we're going to go ahead and get into it. Now, this episode is called The Fraud Family, but we got to start this off with the celebration for the Democrats. Y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat. Let's get into it. Hey, players, it's time to grab your tea. The tea report. All right, players. Now, I know y'all heard I played the wrong damn one hand and tried to play my old intro. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Now, shout out to Young Nike for that brand new intro. I absolutely love it, honey. It makes me want to dance every time I hear it. My kids love it. They be going around here saying, double D, double D. I love it, honey. I don't know if they know that their mother is double D. Uh, I don't know if they quite understand it, but they do know that mom is on YouTube. So I think that makes me pretty cool because my daughter did tell somebody, my mom is on YouTube, child. She just thinks I'm famous, I declare. But anywho, so let's get into the damn setting because yesterday was a big day for the Democrats. It was a lot of shenanigans that went on, though. I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack, which Mike Lindell is being held as a hero today after that, those shenanigans up there in Pennsylvania. But it was a big win for the Democrats when it comes down to these elections, honey. There was some uh, big wins that came out of there. There was also some not so big wins. But a lot of people are hailing this as proof that the Democrats are making some leeway that they are definitely uh, uh uh, chopping down that MAGA regime by uh, what is what 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 we actually seen last night. Actually, White House Press Secretary Corinne uh, uh, Jean Pierre actually had something to say about it. And before I get into it, I'm gonna let her say what she has to say. President Biden's values and agenda won big across the country last night. 
In Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and in Virginia, voters once again sided with President Biden's agenda to stand up for fundamental freedoms and build an economy for the middle class and protect democracy. Now let's turn to Ohio for a second. On the heels of an attempt to weaken voters' voices at the ballot box in August, the people of Ohio voted decisively last night to make reproductive care a constitutional right in their state. Ohio is now the seventh state where voters turned out in droves to reject, reject attempts by Republican elected officials to impose extreme abortion bans since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And from Kentucky to Virginia to Pennsylvania, voters in those states also turned out to roundly reject abortion bans that jeopardize the health and the lives of women, force women to travel hundreds of miles for care, and threaten to criminalize doctors and nurses. The stakes could not have been higher. And last night, voters sent a very, very clear message. We have always said that voting matters and polls do not. Our focus is going to remain on our work to grow the economy, lower costs for families, and protect fundamental freedoms against dangerous agendas that are out of touch with the American people. All right. So White House Press Secretary uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she has some very uh, important key uh, points to make. And I'm going to have to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I definitely believe that a clear message was sent last night, especially in one of the deepest and reddest states we have in the union, honey. And that would be Kentucky, where Daniel Cameron, I guess he thought we forgot about Breonna Taylor. I guess he thought that people wasn't watching him uh, during that entire thing, honey, because they did not vote for his ass. He actually lost last night um, after being endorsed by Frumpy Dump. And that's why a lot of people are saying, hey, People are waking up with the with the frumpy dump crap and they're like, we really don't give a damn if he endorsed him. I'm not going to vote for him if I don't want to vote for him. And that's what we saw last night. Daniel Cameron, I mean, it kind of went like this for him. And, you know, I, I, I must say I was laughing my ass off with glee. Y'all go ahead and take a look at this video. <laughs> and of course, a big thank you to President Donald J. Trump for his support. And his endorsement of this campaign, let me just say, let me just say, the Trump culture of winning is alive and well in Kentucky. A few moments later. Again, this was about future generations. And as I called the governor uh, to congratulate him, I know from his perspective and from all of our perspectives that we all want the same thing for our future generations. We want a better commonwealth, one in which it can ultimately be a shining city on a hill, a model and example for the rest of the nation to follow. And so as I did with Governor Bashir, I want all of us to think about what these next few decades will look like. And I ask that you pray for Governor Bashir and his team and for all of our commonwealth, because at the end of the day, Baby, that frumpy dump endorsement didn't go too well for him. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So Daniel Cameron lost rightfully so last night. I was happy as a flea on a dog's ass. Now, frumpy dump is yet again trying to backpedal and pussy pop out of somebody he endorsed losing because y'all know this has happened time and time again. So he basically said that Daniel Cameron did not lose because of him. He lost because of his uh, proximity to uh, Moscow Mitch. That's Mitch McConnell. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Now, abortion proved to be a top issue for voters Tuesday, more than a year after the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Abortion access advocates saw a major victory in Ohio where a majority of voters voted yes on issue one, a ballot measure that enshrines abortion rights into the state's constitution. Ohio is one of several states that rolled back abortion access following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The state made headlines after a 10-year-old girl was denied an abortion in Ohio and had to travel outside of the state to undergo the procedure. So um, uh, that was a very big win uh, for uh, abortion advocates and also for Democrats. Now, uh, in Virginia, the 16th state uh, incumbent senators, uh, I, I know I'm going to say that um, name wrong, uh, Sabani Devant, 
uh, was unseated by uh, a Democrat. Van Valkenburg uh, painted uh, Danavant as an extreme on issues while Danavant embraced Youngkin's proposed ban and even ran an ad calling it reasonable. Now, um, there was also uh, some not so good uh situation uh, votes that went down. Now, I'm very disappointed to see in the state of Mississippi that Tate Reeves actually won, but he only won by 5% of the vote, which is a, a, a big change in that state. We saw a big uh, voter uh, registration uh, going on in the Mississippi. So we really thought that there was going to be a bigger turnout than what there was. Uh, there were 788,000 um, people that voted uh, like I said, um, Tate Reeves won with a 4.6% uh, margin that he won by against Brandon Presley. Now, Brandon Presley, a Democrat, is actually, I believe, the second cousin of Elvis Presley. Um, they had some very heated debate debates. In fact, I watched several of them. Um, the, the two, uh, Brandon Presley actually pulled out a piece of paper where he showed some text messages with, I believe it was Tate Reed's cousin or uncle or something, uh, where they were texting, uh, about that allegedly texting about that, um, that Brett Favre, well, Brett, pa Brett Favre was actually in the text messages texting one of Tate Reeves' relatives. And baby, Tate Reeves got pissed to the highest level of festivity. And y'all know Brett Favre is the uh, welfare king in Mississippi. Baby, Tate Reeves was mad as hell that uh, Brandon Presley had brought up his family. He actually stopped the whole thing and said, don't you ever bring up my family. So I, like I said, I was very disappointed to see that uh, that you know, only 70, 788,000 people voted and Tate Reeves literally won by 4.6% of the vote. It is actually ridiculous, especially in a state like Mississippi. Uh, Brandon Presley ran basically his campaign about um, expanding uh, Medicaid, which is something that Tate Reeves has refused to do even when he had COVID funds to do so. He refused to do it. So uh, they have uh, Tate Reeves now in Mississippi. It's, it's, it's sad to see uh, Mississippi is the uh, 50th in poverty in the union. He, they're 49th in the economy and they're 41st uh, in education. Um, that's actually a step up for them because they used to be, I believe it's like 48th in education. But again, they're 50th on the poverty level. Their uh, economy is in 49th and their education level is at 41% and healthcare is at 49%. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So this is going to be very interesting to see what Tate Reeves do. I think it's going to be a whole lot of nothing once again for Mississippians. Um, I hate to see that. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. We also had another win. I'll go back up to a win for the Democrats with a mayor, a black mayor for the first uh, woman mayor in Philadelphia. And she's actually black for the very first time. Her name is Sherelle Parker. She's been in politics for a while. I believe she was a part of the state legislature in uh, Philadelphia and she became mayor. Also up there in New York, we have uh, Youssef, uh, Youssef Salam that uh, a part of the exonerated Central Park Five that became a member of the, uh, that uh, won his state legislator seat as well. Now, I'm sorry, y'all, I got a backpedal and pussy pop back to Mississippi because I wanted to say also that there was some shenanigans that went on in Mississippi yesterday. At least nine precincts in majority black Mississippi County ran out of ballots. Uh, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves was reelected. However, um, news reports spread wide about polling stations running out of ballots in Hines County, Mississippi most populous county, resulting in some residents waiting several hours to cast their votes. Votes. The lack of ballots prompted Hines County uh, judge to order polls to remain open for an extra hour after the state Democratic Party had to file a lawsuit. Of course, the Republicans tried to stop it. Data from the U.S. Census Bureau showed that Hines County is 73.5% Black and traditionally votes Democrat. 
um, a number of precincts in Hines County ran out of ballots during election day and were continuing to run out of ballots and other uh, and others may run out going forward. It takes time to deliver more ballots to the precincts because of the disruption that this has caused. The court uh, granted the plaintiffs an extension uh, from closing at seven o'clock and they ended up closing at eight o'clock. Uh, Brandon Presley did win that district. I believe it was like 49, 59%. But can y'all imagine the amount of people that likely went home? You know, there, there very well could have been a lot of people that had went home whenever they started running out of ballots. It's just ridiculous. And it's very strange that it happened in that black, uh, black county. Now, I do know that there was an influx of voters register, uh, registering to vote in Mississippi. I believe it was around 33,000 people that registered to vote in the last, uh, I believe it was like three three to four weeks, like 33,000 voters registered there, which is a big number, especially in Mississippi. All right, players, so big win for the Dems wait, wait, uh, waiting to see what they're going to do with it. They are definitely re-energized uh, re uh, behind this. Chuck Schumer was on the Senate floor day. He talked about it. Um, uh, again, I showed you White House Press Secretary. She talked about it. They are definitely re-energized, re feeling that the uh, frumpy dump Kool-Aid may be running a little low on sugar. I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I hope it's so. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat, honey, But it's because it's time for us to get into the fraud family. Grab that tea. Let's get into it. The fraud family, I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Again, this is, no, it's the fraud family, Stephanie. It's the fraud family, okay? Uh, this is the name of this episode, honey, the fraud family, because we go talk about Ivanka's appearance today. What is going on between uh, Frumpy Dump and his children, honey? Because according to reports, uh, Ivanka Trump, she went up there and said, I don't recall a whole damn lot. That was pretty much the theme of her testimony. Now, they say she testified today for about four hours and uh, she was more composed than Frumpy Dump or his sons. We know or Eric Trump lost his shit, said he was a construction worker. Uh, Frumpy Dump Jr., he went up there and said he don't recall, but ended up having to admit that he definitely signed that paperwork. And then, of course, we know Frumpy Dump Jr. went up there and put his foot in his mouth and lied like a damn rug the entire time. Like, I told you, honey, he can't tell the truth if the Lord Jesus H. Christ came down and told himself, hey, you need to tell the truth, truth you going straight to hell. And you know what he going to do? He going to go straight to hell. With his, uh, with his gasoline di diaper on. I declare, <laughs> what a disgrace. So uh, during four hours of testimony in New York Supreme Court in lower Manhattan, uh, um, uh, Ivanka Trump spoke very softly into the microphone, sitting up right with her hands in her lap. And at times she was smiling very brightly. Let me show you what she looked like in the courtroom, according to the sketch. Uh, she was very composed, they say. She was very, even Attorney General Letitia James said she was very composed and she did well uh, during her testimony, denying everything, I, I would say. So like her brothers in her testimony last week, uh, Ivanka distanced herself from the documents central into this case, her uh, uh, Frumpy Dump's financial documents in which assets were alleged inflated to secure better loan deals. She claims that she wasn't involved any in any statements of financial condition and that uh, that would have been up to the company. Uh, as they did with her brothers, lawyers from the state pulled up a series of emails meant to bolster their case, asking if she recognized any of those messages. They pressed her on her role in securing loans from Dolce Bank for the uh, Frumpy Dump National Doral, Miami, the old post office in Washington, D.C., and Frumpy Dump International Hotel and Tower in Chicago. At one point, state attorneys produced an email she wrote to then Frumpy Dump organization uh, chief financial officer Alan Weisselberg about a loan. It doesn't get any better than this, she wrote. And she did not. Uh, she said that she did not remember anything about that message. Um, so. <laughs> of course, everything was uh, that she did remember. At one point, attorneys produced an email she wrote. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, re I already uh, read that. She just uh, spent three minutes describing the Plaza Hotel, but 
Oh, I'm sorry. Her attorneys then, uh, Frumpy Dump's attorneys then objected and said that she just spent three minutes describing the Plaza Hotel, but she has no recollection of anything. That's what they're saying. Uh, defense lawyers began cross-examining Frumpy Dump, Miss Frump, uh, Ivanka Trump, Trump in the afternoon, marking the first time they have questioned a Frumpy Dump family member. So they did not question um, Eric Trump uh, Frumpy Dump Jr., nor did they, uh, they question Frumpy Dump. However, they took the time to uh, uh, ask Ivanka Trump questions, probably because she has a better temperament and they felt like she would do better in answering any questions. So they asked her a series of direct questions about her role in the company financial statements. To each, she replied that she had no involvement at all. The defense team also sought to portray a harmonious relationship between the uh, Frumpy Dumps and their loan provider, the Dolce Bank. Uh, uh, Frump and Dump's lawyers have previously argued that banks were happy to do business with the family and incurred no harm with the rela uh, because of the relationship. We all know that we've heard Frump and Dump say time and time again, hey, I paid these loans back. You know, I did what I was supposed to do, you know, blase skip. But at the end of the day, did you lie to get those loans? Did you stretch the truth in those financial statements? Well, according to the judge, honey, you definitely did that 100%. And according to Attorney General uh, Letitia James, you did that. Go ahead and take a listen to what she had to say about Ivanka's testimony today. Today, we heard testimony from Ivanka Trump, our last witness in our trial against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, and other defendants. For the past five weeks, we have heard from dozens of witnesses who worked at and with the Trump Organization and had intimate knowledge of their business practices. We also heard from the defendants themselves. The testimony of these individuals and the accompanying exhibits show the incredible scale and scope of Donald Trump's fraudulent business practices and that they were used to enrich himself and his company. Ivanka Trump was a senior executive at the Trump Organization and she played an integral role in negotiating and securing loans on some of the company's most high-profile properties. As the leader of the old post office project in Washington, D.C., Ivanka used her father's fraudulent statements of financial condition to secure better terms on loans from Deutsche Bank. The Trump Organization later sold the property, and the proceeds totaled $139 million. You see, Ivanka Trump's ties to the family business run deep, and they all profited as a result. We rested our case today. Next, the defense will present their case. As we have shown, and as the judge has already ruled, Donald Trump and his company committed repeated fraud. I am confident that we will prevail on the rest of our case because the facts don't lie. $139 million. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. And Frumpy Dump can't even pay his damn attorneys. It is ridiculous and a hot boo boo shitty mess. Now, toward the end of the day, tensions begin to flare as, judge, as the judge argued that the defense was wasting time, causing one of Trump, Frumpy Dump's attorneys, Jose Suarez, questions. Uh, calling one of uh, Frumpy Dump's attorneys' questions uh, ridiculous. Mr. Suarez lost his temper after hearing the attorney general's team laugh at his questions from the bench behind him. <laughs> Uh, Frumpy Dump's Cracker Jack Box legal team argued once again that the judge was biased for siding with prosecutors' objections to Mr. Suarez questioning. Your constant in, uh, insinuations that I have some sort of double standard is just not true. That's what uh, ju the judge had to say. So, baby, they have uh, completed the 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 the, uh, the prosecutors have completed their their end of it uh now it's going to be up to frumpy dump and uh his attorneys to uh present their case it's going to be very interesting now frumpy dump was not in the courtroom today now i found that to be very interesting especially with his baby girl being in there testifying now i don't know if it was because he had that punk ass rally that he had to go to tonight the reason why he didn't show up. Maybe he had to fly there. I'm not really sure why he didn't show up, but he got a private plane. He could have went there and he could have went back over there, but he was not in court uh, today to support his baby girl, honey. But they said she did a whole bunch of 
I don't recall. So tomorrow is going to be up to the defense. It's going to be very interesting to see what kind of shit show that they roll in on, honey. Because when I tell you that Frumpy Dubs Cracker Jack Box legal team, child, it is a shit show on wheels every single day. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. And they're definitely trying to uh, use... Uh, thinking that uh, this whole uh, narrative that the judge is biased uh, to do an appeal. That's basically that what they're going to do. That's going to be the first thing that they do once the judge decides damaging. They've already been found guilty by the judge. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat, honey. We're going to move on because, baby, we got to talk about this brothel. All right, players, grab your tea. Let's get into it. All right, players, so the DOJ announced arrest in a high-end brothel network used by elected officials, military officers, and others. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Did you hear what I said? I said elected officials, military officers, and others. Baby, this sounds like Ashley Madison. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So, Three individuals have been arrested on charges of operating that high-end brothel network in Massachusetts and Virginia. I know I said that wrong. <laughs> with uh, with a clientele that included elected official, officials, military officers, and government contractors with security clearances. Uh, Pick a profession, the uh, acting U.S. Uh, U.S. attorney for Massachusetts said of the sprawling client list during a press conference in Boston. They're probably represented in this case. Uh, Levy did not identify any of the brothel clients and noted that multiple search warrants are being executed in the case in Massachusetts, California, and Virginia. Han Lee, 41, of Cambridge, Massachusetts, James Lee, 68, of Torrance, California, and Jimmy Young, Jung Young Lee, of uh, Denham, Massachusetts, have been charged with conspiracy to coerce and entice to travel to engage in illegal actual activities. They are expected to appear in federal court in Boston Wednesday or at a later date. Now, of course, we don't have anything from uh, no pictures or nothing, no mugshots because <laughs> it's a federal case, so you don't get that in there. These three individuals... Uh, now, according to the U.S. attorney, the three individuals transported women and advertised them online for pre-approved clients to choose from through several websites and ran the brothels out of apartments they rented. This case goes back to the summer of 2022 when investigators identified several buyers through surveillance phone records and um, interviews. The buyers who made up a ring uh, hail from an array of professionals. They are doctors, they are lawyers, they are accountants, they are elected officials, they are executives of high-tech companies and pharmaceutical companies. They are military officers, government contractors, professors, uh, scientists. They are the men who, who fuel this commercial uh, actual ring. There are potentially hundreds of individuals who took these services as commercial actual buyers, honey. Uh, alleged prospective uh, actual buyers in this scheme had first had uh, to respond to a survey and provide information online, including their driver's license, their employer information, of course, the credit card, and they often paid a monthly fee to be a part of this. Um, they used uh, websites that advertise appointments with Asian women, According to the affidavit filed in court, the agent said that about 20 buyers were interviewed in connection with the multi-year investigation. One customer described getting a text of available options at the brothel, including women available, the price for services and their hourly rate. So, uh, baby, it's going to be very interesting to see whenever that this whole thing comes out in the Washington arrangement. Who are these elected officials, military officers, professional uh, professors, and all this stuff? Um, I heard that. Uh, I don't know if this is linked, but I heard that four LAPD officers, two of them were former, and I believe two were current, actually uh, took themselves out the game. Now, I'm not saying that these two things are linked, but baby, it's kind of suspicious. All right, players, baby. 
when they when we find out who these elected officials are, either if they're at the congressional level or uh, state level, maybe this is going to be a shit show. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat, honey, because we're going to talk about it real, real quick, like, because I ain't going to spend a lot of time on this. But of course, we got to go into the situation with Hunter Biden. I declare what a disgrace. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So the Republicans, they back on the bullshit again. They got Mike Johnson in there and they're going, I guess that was part, probably a prerequisite for him actually having some of those Republicans support was to go ahead and subpoena Hunter Biden. So not only did they subpoena Hunter Biden, but they also subpoenaed um, President Biden's, I believe, brother, James Biden. They subpoenaed him. And, you know, I was very upset to see that they had brought in um, Bo Biden's wife. They also asked them, they didn't subpoena them, but they asked them to come in for questioning. So let's go ahead and get into this. I mean, look, I'm going to read this before I go into this. Uh, we are nine days away from Republican-sponsored government shutdown. And it's zero minutes. And they have spent zero minutes dedicated to working on funding the government today but they spent hours trying to subpoena well subpoenaing sending out subpoenas to hunter biden and james biden so house republicans issued subpoenas wednesday to members of president biden's family taking their most aggressive step yet in the impeachment inquiry bitter bitterly opposed by Democrats that is testing the reach of congressional oversight powers. The long-awaited move by Representative James Cormer, <laughs> the chairman of the Oversight Committee, uh, they uh, subpoenaed President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, his brother, uh, James, as well. Now, in this, uh, the subpoenas demand that Hunter Biden and James Biden, uh, James Biden as well as former business associate Rob Walker appeared before the oversight committee for deposition by mid-December. Lawmakers also requested that James Biden's wife, Sarah Biden, and Halle Biden, the wife of President's deceased son, Bo Biden, appear voluntarily for transcribed interviews. Hunter Biden's attorney said that yet another political stunt um, said that the investigation has been full, worn out, false, baseless, or debunked claims. Nevertheless, Hunter is eager to have his opportunity in a public forum, forum and at the right time to discuss these matters with the committee. Um, an attorney for James Biden said that there was no justification for the subpoena as the committee has already reviewed private bank records and transactions between the two brothers. The committee found that uh, found records of two loans that took place when President Biden was not in office or a candidate for a president. I know y'all remember that whole debacle when Byron Donalds pulled up that uh, check or whatnot and, 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 and tried to make it seem like it was something that it was it wasn't or whatnot. So um, the attorney continues saying there's no more to these transactions, transactions and there's nothing wrong with them. And uh, Jim Biden has never been involved uh, in any of his brother. Jim Biden has never involved his brother in any of his business dealings. So they finally got Hunter Biden, honey. They finally got him subpoenaed. According to this, Hunter Biden is eager to tell his story. So it's going to be very interesting. You know, it's just a shame. Again, we're nine days away from a government shutdown. There are a plethora of things that the Republicans could be working on, especially since they stalled the House of Representatives for, I believe it was damn near a month. And you guys, the first thing that you want to do is start hunting Hunter again. It's ridiculous and a hot boo shitty mess. Until you start talking to Ivanka and Jerry about all that money they made for Saudi, I don't want to hear shit about Hunter Biden. I, you know what? I'm 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 very fed up with it for for one thing because I you know I should have never voted for Hunter Biden. <laughs> All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat because we're moving on, baby. We're getting through the show, and I'm feeling footloose and fast and free about it. Y'all grab that tea. We got another one coming right on up.
Child, this right here is ridiculous and a hot boo-boo shitty mess. So a Colorado funeral home, um, the owners have been arrested after nearly 200 bodies were found improperly stored. And y'all, this runs deeper than just these bodies not being improperly stored. This, this runs so deep that they was giving people wrong bodies, wrong ashes. I mean, it is absolutely horrible. Y'all, clutch your pearls. That's what you're going to need to do. You're going to put this T down because this is graphic. Okay, so the owners of a funeral home, and that funeral home, I believe it was called The Return. Oh, my God. Oh, I have a picture. Hold on, let me show you. Return to Nature Funeral Service is what this funeral home was called. Um, the owners of this funeral home in Colorado, um, where nearly 200 bodies were found improperly stored are now facing charges. The 4th Judicial District Attorney's Office announced the arrest of John Halford and Carrie Halford in Wagner, in Wagner, Oklahoma. Um, in early October, the Fremont County Sheriff's Office launched an investigation into the return to nature funeral home in Penrose, Colorado, due to reports of a foul odor. Uh, they received a state warrant and they searched the premises where they discovered improperly stored bodies. The number of individuals who remains were located were 189, um, according to the DA, because the Hoffers were arrested in a different state. Their first, uh, th they'll have to be extradited back there before they can see uh, before they can see the judge. So during the news conference held today, authorities explained that 190 bodies were discovered, recovered from the funeral home. 110 have been positively identified and they were working to identify 80 more. The arrest papers are currently sealed as the DA explained the details inside are shocking and they want to protect the investigation. Now, listen, I found this news report. Y'all take a listen to this. Again, put your tea down and cut your pearls, honey, because when I tell you this right here is sad, it's graphic, it's, it's all of the above. 11 breaking news alert. Another story, another victim comes forward in that funeral home investigation. We've been telling you for the past several weeks that investigators found at least 189 bodies that were, they say, decomposing inside of a funeral home in Penrose, just outside of Canyon City. Jared Dean spoke tonight with a woman whose son died four years ago in El Paso County. And Jared, she says the FBI called her in another state to tell her that the urn that she has carried for so long does not contain his remains. Yeah, Adam, she tells me that when she heard the news, it's like her son died all over again. Now, she tells me that the FBI told her her son's remains were identified through fingerprints. I'm absolutely appalled. This is, this feels like he was killed again. Christina Page says she received the call that her son is among the bodies found inside the return to nature funeral home this week. First from Colorado Springs police, then the FBI. For four years that my son was stolen from us and this man literally stole my son. David died in 2019. He was 20 years old. Page tells me she received what she was told were her son's ashes years ago and then fingerprints from Return to Nature a year later. So now I'm wondering if those fingerprints are even his or if they just grabbed some random body to fingerprint a year later. Or maybe they did fingerprint him a year later. I, I didn't think that that would have been possible because he was supposed to be ash by then. Page says that she had to break the news to the rest of her family about the FBI's discovery reliving a personal tragedy all over again and waiting for answers. I'm in, I'm in shock. There's, there's really not much to add. Um, my heart goes out to all the families that are having to go through this that are not used to dealing with this level of trauma. Now, because this is an ongoing... Mm, 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 mm. Of course, here at the Black Heart News, I'm sending my condolences out to the family. Also, out to all of the families whose loved ones were mishandled. Um, there are several cases, like 189 bodies were found there. So there are several cases of people with so stories similar to this lady. I mean, I mean, they're going to be digging up 
the ground and find an empty casket. I mean, this is just absolutely horrible. And this isn't the first time that this has happened. You know what I'm saying? So I, we really got to watch these funeral homes, apparently, because, baby, they be up to some shenanigans. Child, I just don't understand, like, why they didn't they cremate? I, I don't get it. I really want to hear their story. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So uh, the governor of Colorado issued a statement saying, I am relieved that the criminal charges have been brought against the funeral homes owners and criminal investigation is proceeding. I know that this will not bring peace to the families impacted by this heart-wrenching incident, but we hope that the individuals responsible are held fully accountable in the court of law. Oh man, this is just so very sad players. I just don't even know what to say. Y'all need to be, baby, that, that's just terrible. I mean, it's just horrible. I declare, I, I really have nothing. All right, players, make sure you put your thoughts in the comments. Y'all grab y'all tea and have a seat because we need to talk about Lexington and then we're on to our last one of the night. Let's talk about Lexington, Mississippi because this is important. So the Justice Department is probing possible civil rights ab abuse by Mississippi police. This is happening in one police department in particular in Lexington, Mississippi Police Department after reports of excessive force and discriminatory uh, policing. Um, Kristen Clark, the head of the department's civil rights division, said that the department received credible allegations that the Lexington police stopped and searched people without justification and routinely arrest people solely for using profane language. The investigation is unusual in that it focuses on a police department with fewer, fewer than 10 officers in the city of just 1,600. No city, no town, no law enforcement agency is too big or too small to evade our enforcement of constitutional rights. Uh, the Justice Department investigates state and local police departments when there is evidence police may routinely violate civil rights. The investigation often uh, results in court settlements requiring outside oversight for these police departments. The practice was curtailed under the Republican frumpy dump administration, but the Democrat uh, President Biden uh, has reopened it and also expanded it. Um, they've had investigation in Minneapolis, Louisville, Louisville Kentucky, and Memphis, Tennessee, following high-profile police killings of Black people in those cities. Uh, Lexington is located in Holmes County, where about 83% of the population is Black. This probe follows the firing last year of the department's previous chief, Sam Dobbins, after a recording service of him using racial slurs and boasting about killing 13 people while in the line of duty. Uh, of course, Sam Dombins has denied using the racial slurs and declined to comment on the statement, uh, on the statement about people who he killed while he was on duty. I covered that in great detail last year when that came out. So uh, meanwhile, civil rights leaders last uh, week called for a federal investigation into the Jackson Police Department. Um, they say that a uh, after a 37-year-old black man in Jackson was reportedly struck and killed by police and buried without his mother's knowledge. You remember, guys, I think I covered that on my last episode of The Real T double, with Double D. Of course, here at the Black Red News, I send my condolences out to the family of that young man that was um, killed, ran over by the police, and then an off-duty police officer, and then they buried his body. Uh, without telling his mother. His mother spent over 170, I believe 178 days looking for him and all that time. An off-duty police officer had ran over him and they had buried his body. I declare. What a disgrace. All right, players. So um, that investigation is launching. Of course, I'll keep you guys updated to what comes out in the Washington arrangement of that. I'm glad to see that the Justice Department is spending some time in Mississippi. I do feel like they need to open the one in the Jackson Police, uh, Police Department as well. I mean, they need to expand it and go all over Mississippi because there's a lot that goes on there. All right, players. Y'all, 
we got to talk about Alina Ababa again. I saved this. Now, this isn't really a place to be games, real uh, win stupid prizes. It's actually just playing stupid. All right, players. So grab your tea. I'm still going to play my song, honey, but this isn't playing stupid games and winning stupid prizes. This is just playing damn stupid. Players, it's time for another riveting episode of Play Stupid Games, Win Stupid Prizes. <sighs> Frumpy Dove's Cracker Jack Box legal team. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Now, Elena Ababa is really, uh, I'm just not sure what to make of her because she's worse than Jenna Ellis ever was. She loves the grandstand. I believe that she wants to be the White House press secretary if Frumpy Dump, that's probably about the only way she go get paid because I know she ain't getting paid no damn legal fees from Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. I believe if Frumpy wins in 2024, I think she's pining to be his White House press secretary because the way she conducts herself and yesterday, the way we laughed our ass off at her, but baby we're gonna have to laugh our ass off at her again today because this right here is a shit show on wheels now i want y'all to listen to what before i get into what happened in the courtroom that is so damn funny i really want to you guys to hear what she had to say after uh the court hearing uh, after the uh court proceeding today the attorney general rested their case and it is very clear that they have failed to prove the essential elements of the case if anybody looks at it, we'll be dealing with this all tomorrow on our motion for directed verdict. Unfortunately for Ms. James and the Attorney General, we have spent three years doing this based on testimony from Michael Cohen, who walked into that courtroom and under oath in open court, admitted that he perjured himself. He forgot about his testimony. He said that the president, that the CFO did nothing wrong. He has been inconsistent. It has been proven. And frankly, he should be prosecuted for it. Thank you. Who's your first witness? Oh, you'll see. I'm not gonna. So y'all heard her. Elena Ababa said they have spent three years, and she talked about this whole case is just. It's just all about Michael Cohen and his testimony. Like there was no, absolutely nobody else that testified. Like the judge hasn't already made his decision. And again, she said that they have spent three years preparing for this. So if you spent three years preparing for this, why in the court of law were you objecting to your own goddamn evidence? <laughs> Oh, yes, 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 honey. It's true. Helena Ababa has objected, objected to her own documents in the court of law. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Now, yesterday she said on Newsmax that Attorney General Letitia James was not too bright. That was her words. I want y'all to see it because I got it. I can't play it because Newsmax like to give you copyright, so I don't use their stuff anymore. But I'm going to read it to you. She said, Frumpin' Up Lawyer Elena Hababa now says that Letitia James isn't that bright and her team don't know what they're talking about. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Well, apparently, Elena Hababa don't know her own case and don't know her own, own evidence. Let's get into the story. So, Frumpy Dump Jr.'s Cracker Jack, I mean, Frumpy Dump Jr., shit, I'm messing up because I'm so excited. Frumpy Dump's Cracker Jack Box legal team spent Wednesday morning objecting to Attorney General Letitia James' office asking to enter several documents into evidence, but one of them was their own. As witness Ivanka Trump uh, took the stand, prosecutors asked her several questions about conversations she had or emails she exchanged with the Frumpy Dump organization. Now, of course, uh, she was saying that she didn't recall. So to refresh her memory, every time she would say that, they would just pull out an email or another document that she either uh, was conversing with somebody or she was uh, or, 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 or she may have signed off on or something like that. So every time they would do that, 
Frumpy Dump's attorneys were actually objecting. In fact, it annoyed the judge so much that he said, hey, are you guys just going to object to every single thing? And Elena, she must have been hiding her drawers or something, honey, because they pulled out a document and it turned out to be a document that she entered into evidence and her own uh, co-counsel, because she's supposed to be heading this case, had to say, hey, that's one of our documents. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Now, she said that she spent three years studying this case, but she don't know her own damn evidence. <laughs> you know, the one that she rejected to, uh, you know, the one that she objected to, uh, 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 Ivanka was uh, talking to uh, Weisselberg and the email text was, it doesn't get any better than this. Let's discuss ASAP. That's what she objected to. It doesn't get any better to, uh, than this for you to sit up there and act like you know this case front to back and you to sit in the court of law and object to your own damn evidence. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. And not only that, she goes around here, Frumpy Dub is constantly talking about, oh, we didn't get a jury trial. We didn't get a jury trial. When we have pulled the receipts and we saw that Elena Hababa, when she was filling out this paperwork, did not even request a jury trial. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Baby, when I tell you this wasn't a play stupid games, win stupid prizes, this was just playing stupid. I declare, what a disgrace. All right, players, I really hope that y'all enjoyed this brand new episode of The Real Tea with Double D as much as I enjoyed making it. I missed y'all asses. I'm dancing around because I missed you. I'm so glad to be back. Hopefully, I'll be back next, next week. Y'all know how I do. I've been trying to get things together, honey. You know, life is life and life is life with old Double D, but it's going to get better. I know it is. Life is life and the boy. Deanna threw a toy, hit him in the eye. Your girl was devastated all week. I mean, it's just been bad. I had to take my baby to a pediatric ophthalmologist. I thought he was going to be blinded. I declare. What a disgrace. I didn't tell y'all because I didn't feel like, I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't feel like whining again. So I said, I'm just going to be quiet. But anyway. I really hope you guys are doing well. I really miss you guys. Hope y'all continue to ride and follow me as I go through all of this. Everybody who knows me on TikTok, Tickety Talkie, y'all know me from the past at Facebook that I'm normally pretty consistent, but things just been a little, it's been a little sporadic here lately, but I promise I'm going to get back. Y'all, I bet y'all out there like, bitch, you've been saying that for about two months. <laughs> I love y'all so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank y'all for waiting for me. Thank y'all for being here. And I hope that y'all have a beautiful, beautiful night. Y'all take care. Peace. Grab your tea and take a seat, cause we got something to say. We bring you that news when it happens, same day. All of it be accurate, cause we get to them straight. And the real tea with double D don't spread nothing fake. Wanna hear news about politics? Then go on here, subscribe. Like the channel 12, we bring it to them live. With updates by Trump trial and how he facing time. We gon' let you know the real about the news and crimes. Speak on all topics and we make it interesting. Post them on the channel, now they wanna call us mess. When celeb news exposed, we be on it in a second. Black and red while I'm black, we accurate, not guessing. Welcome to the real T with Double D. Welcome to the real T with Double D. Welcome to the real T with Double D.